Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Tuesday, everyone. If you're watching the video version of the podcast, I am wearing my Hawaiian shirt, which can mean only one thing. Joe Biden is on vacation. Whenever Joe Biden goes on vacation, I wear my Hawaiian shirt so I can live vicariously through his <laughs> through his life. Mama Cougar disappointed that there's no Joe and Jake today. Sorry, Mama Cougar. I'm going to be out all next week, so you'll enjoy those episodes. Um, so Joe Biden is on vacation, which must be good news. Because, listen, Joe Biden has spent a year accusing Donald Trump of vacationing instead of defeating the virus. He spent a year of accusing Donald Trump of spending more time in the sand trap than he did negotiating with Congress over COVID relief. So you think that if he's going on vacation, surely that means he has made a breakthrough with Omicron cases spiking throughout the country. Well, not really throughout the country. New York accounts for 25% of all new cases. So not, it's not really spiking around the country, mainly spiking in New York. But with, with all these new cases, with the government freaking out, you would think for him to go on vacation to his Delaware beach house, Surely he must have rounded the corner. There must be some kind of breakthrough where he has done it. He has lived up to his promise and he has shut down the virus. How else can you explain Joe Biden going on vacation in the midst of all of this? So when I saw he was on vacation, I celebrated. I said, oh, not only does that mean I get to wear my Hawaiian shirt, but it means he must have done something good because surely he wouldn't be a hypocrite. Surely he wouldn't go on vacation without fixing the pandemic, as he promised he would. So then I started digging more. I said, well, what did Joe Biden do immediately before he went on vacation? And we have that clip. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number two. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. <laughs> it's, it's a short clip. It's a short clip, but we have to play it again. He admitted that there is no federal solution to COVID-19. There is no federal solution. Well, how about this? Since it's such a short clip, let's play it again, but we're going to play it combined with other clips of Joe Biden promising to shut down the virus. That's going to be a recurring theme. We're going to be playing a lot of the old clips of Joe Biden promising that he was going to fix it. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number three. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm going to shut down the There is no federal solution. It's going to have to happen at the state level. That is a far cry from Joe Biden's promise. As he's heard there, he's going to shut down the virus. And we're going to play a bunch of those clips. We have a bunch of super cuts. I mean, he spent a year. He spent a year promising he was going to shut down the virus. I mean, we, we from the very beginning said that no single person can actually defeat a respiratory virus. Not even the great Anthony Fauci can defeat a respiratory virus. But here's the ultimate question, though. If there is no federal solution to defeating COVID-19, why does Anthony Fauci still have a job? No, seriously, any of the Anthony Fauci uh, defenders out there, why does he still have a job? If the president just said there is no federal solution to defeating this virus, why isn't Anthony Fauci on the unemployment line? Why is he allowed to continue going around the country, going on all these talk shows, claiming that he has the solution, right? Because he said, oh, well, the solution is vaccine mandates for interstate travel. 
Oh, the solution is you're not allowed to go to any New Year's Eve parties. Oh, the solution is cancel Christmas if people aren't vaccinated. He seems to have lots of solutions, but you have the president saying that there is no federal solution. Now, he, he said that on a call with governors. When, when Donald Trump said that in 2020, saying, hey, we're, we're going to help out. The federal government plays a role, but ultimately it's up to the states. The left crucified him for it. Andrew Cuomo, who was governor at the time, now he's just a, uh, a creep. Andrew Cuomo condemned Trump for it. He said, how, how could you leave us to fend for ourselves? That was a whole news cycle of Donald Trump abandoning the states to fend for themselves. Joe Biden went on camera and said there is no federal solution, it's up to the states, and then he promptly went on vacation. It's unbelievable. I mean, we know that they're hypocrites. We know that the Democrats are hypocrites, but at some point, come on. At some point, they have to admit that this is too much. Going to play more clips in a second, but before I do, going to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by the Conservative Daily Store. Head over to Conservative Daily Store, pick up your vaccine slavery t-shirt instead of a hammer and sickle. It is a sickle and a syringe vaccine slavery t-shirt only available at the Conservative Daily Store, store store.conservative-daily.com. Well, here's the first supercut, and I apologize. Some of these supercuts are going to have the same clips in them, but they're still fun to watch and listen to. And one of these clips, I, I tried downloading it in HD. It, it isn't the highest quality video, but the audio is good. So everyone listening to the audio version, you're going to enjoy this. And if you haven't already subscribed to the audio ver- edition of the podcast, make sure you do that, especially on Apple Podcasts, so we can climb up in those rankings. Miss Bruce, so let's play this next supercut of Biden promising that he's going to shut down that virus. Let's play cut four. This pandemic responsibly. I've already done it. I've said it before. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Before, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus, I'm going to shut down the virus. You're going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost reached comic, comical levels. It has almost reached comical levels. So if we go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer, this is the cases in the United States, COVID-19 cases. Now, we know that this number is loaded. We know that this number is, is kind of bogus because they are testing people who are asymptomatic. There are false positives in the test, which is one of the reasons the PCR test will no longer be authorized under uh, emergency use authorization starting January 1st. They've, they have to do different tests. Interestingly enough, Joe Biden just bought a bunch of those tests. I guess I guess we'll just we like burning money these days. But here are the cases. And you can see that obviously there was a spike in cases right after the turn of the year. Then went down, but now we are into more spikes. And this is where it gets really I'm not gonna say confusing, because we know what's going on. But let's look at New York. I've seen metrics suggesting that New York has as many as 90% of its population at least partially vaccinated, meaning they they either got got their vaccine, got the first of two doses, or got their booster. I mean, let me actually verify that. I, I saw that number. What percent of New York is vaccinated? What percent of New York is vaccinated? I believe it's it's okay. So some people are claiming. 71%. Oh, fully. Okay. 71% fully vaccinated. And that means boosted. So yeah, it's about 90% when you consider the fact that unless you got your booster, you're not fully vaccinated. They are now accounting for over 25% of all new cases in the United States. Almost an entirely vaccinated city is leading this surge. 
And the solution from the officials, from the health officials, like Anthony Fauci, is get vaccinated. Well, if getting vaccinated fixed it, New York wouldn't be leading the way on this. But no, that instead, I mean, you can look at this this little graph, the map right here above my head. Let me scroll down. You see how New York has a, I see. New York, uh, 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 we're going to get to it. Here we go. New York, 35,000 cases in one day. Meanwhile, Florida, oh, they're, uh, they are, they're playing games with the total cases. The, the media is going after Florida now. The media is going after Florida, even though Florida, you can see their circle is much smaller than New York's. They have, they have a much lower number of new cases, but they, that's what the media does. They lie, 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 lie. Claiming that Florida is driving infections when it actually is New York. They've shut down Broadway. They've shut down the Rockettes. Everyone's vaccinated. You can't get into a building without being vaccinated. You can't go out to dinner without being vaccinated. And yet everyone is getting this virus. And deaths aren't really spiking either. I mean, here's where it gets really weird. So deaths, not weird. We, we know that Omicron is not very um, deadly. It is essentially a flu. The flu is actually killing more people right now than Omicron. So full disclosure, deaths have always been a lagging indicator. And deaths, the, the statistic is also bogus because we know people who are dying with COVID are being counted as people who died from COVID. So the death number, you can't go, it's not real. But there are people who do die from COVID. It is true. Just the number they're reporting isn't real. It's a lagging indicator. What a lagging indicator is, is, well, basically, when someone tests positive, they don't immediately keel over and die. It happens one to two weeks later. So you expect to see a spike in deaths. If a strain is particularly fatal, you expect to see a spike in deaths one to two weeks after the cases start shooting up. So you see this graph of new cases, you see the major spike. When you actually look at deaths, deaths are going down over the past week. So the, the spike, they've had this spike since November. It's been going up. But there's no corresponding spike in deaths. It's, just, it's pretty much flat. Which is leading, I mean, this is what's crazy about this. There's a new article, I don't know what this ad is. There's a new article, the health expert is saying that a surge in COVID-19 cases should no longer be a, quote, major metric of pandemic. So they have all these cases, right? The cases are one of the numbers that they use to crucify Trump in the media. Like, oh, so many cases, he's doing nothing. He's, he's out vacationing. Now that cases are skyrocketing, the health experts say that they don't want to use cases as a metric. They want to move the goalposts. They want to move the goalposts. It, I'd say it's unreal, but unfortunately, it is very real. This is, this is their plan. They're going to sweep this all under the rug, just as Joe Biden just claimed that he has no solution, no federal solution. Here's another super cut. Let's play this. Cut number five, Mr. Producer. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. I am not going to shut down the economy, period. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the economy. This keeps I'm going. going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus and deliver economic relief. Well, I'm going to shut down the virus, but not. I never said I'd do it in two months. <laughs> I am going to shut down the virus. Never said I'd do it in two months. Here we are one year later. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Can't do it. It's up to the states. It's the state's fault. It really is incredible. The scale of this lie. I mean, we all saw it. We all knew it was coming. We knew that he was full of crap. We knew that from the very beginning. We tried to shake people awake. Liberals, independents, we tried to shake them awake. Say, hey, this guy is selling you, selling you falsehoods. This guy can't find his way out of a paper bag. He's not going to defeat a respiratory virus. Like, come on. But now people say, oh, no, Trump, the mean tweets, the mean tweets. Uh, 
mean tweets. I really could go for a dollar fifty a gallon gas and a couple of mean tweets right now. The crazy thing is more people have quote unquote died because we know it's not a true number, but there are people have, who have died. More people have died from COVID-19 under Joe Biden than they did under Trump. And, and that statistic was true back in late October, early November. So he already lapped Trump months ago. Now, this is the man who said he was going to he was going to fix it. And, and that's that's what really gets me. Like, I didn't like when Donald Trump would say I alone can fix it. I thought that was a bad that was bad messaging. Obviously, that was his brand that he's the guy who comes in and fixes problems. But he always say I alone can fix it. And the media and the media killed him for it. Here, Joe Biden comes in, and says I alone can fix it. And then. Within less than a year, he admits that he can't do it. That he won't do it. Really is incredible. He also said if he had known that Omicron was coming, he would have taken more steps. He should have known. Mr. Producer, let's play cut number six. But it's not enough. It's clearly not enough. If I'd, we'd known, we would have gone harder, quicker if we could have. So this, this right here is a load of horseshit. And that is a scientific term. See, when Donald Trump said, hey, this virus came out of nowhere, we did everything we could, Joe Biden said, nope, you didn't do enough. You should have known. You should have prepared. He even attacked Trump over the stockpile that that uh, Obama and Biden had depleted. So you should know. You should just have the stockpile. You should just had ventilators she's had ppe she's had testing she just known you should you should have just known and biden's claim was that because donald trump couldn't have couldn't foresee wouldn't foresee the need to fight future viruses that is why people died and here that same person joe biden is saying that he didn't know this was happening how does that work if you run for office claiming that you will be the one who makes sure we're prepared you're going to be the one who stocks up on everything. Like, think back on how many times Joe Biden talked about using the Defense Production Act, which probably is, is unconstitutional. If it was ever really tested, it would be deemed unconstitutional for the federal government to nationalize, essentially, entire industries to produce the products that the government wants. It probably would be ruled unconstitutional. Probably problem is it's an emergency power that tends to be used when the United States is in war, facing some kind of dire emergency, so of course don't want to step in and do anything about it. So where's that Joe Biden? Where's the Joe Biden who was clairvoyant, who knew what was coming down the pike and said, regardless of what happens, we'll be prepared. Where was that Joe Biden? Because he just said he didn't know. And sure, no one can guess how a virus will mutate, but we've known that there are different strains coming. We've known that. We've known different variants are coming. There have been variants for almost two years. This is complete horseshit. But this is Joe Biden trying to deflect the blame. You see, he doesn't actually solve anything. He doesn't actually fix anything. It's always deflection. Oh, well, they're bad. I could do better. But actually, I can't do better because it's impossible. So other people have to do better. That's essentially his argument. No, there is no federal solution. It's up to the states to fix it. Joe Biden also promised a better world. He said that a year after he was elected, we have a better world. We wouldn't have social distancing, wouldn't have masks. It would just be all be rainbows, butterflies, unicorns. Everyone would just be so happy. Yeah, another lie. Let's play cut seven. By next Christmas, I think we'll be in a very different circumstance, God willing, than we are today. I think a year from now, when it's 22 below zero here, um, no, a year from now, I think that there'll be significantly fewer people having to be socially distanced, have to wear masks. Full of shit. Joe Biden's full of shit. No, it, it, it was all wrong. I mean, he says he can fix this. And, and I, I, I can't believe we're even talking about this because we all knew that Joe Biden couldn't fix this. But he promised. He said he has a plan. He's going to shut down the virus, not the economy. That was his big, big plan. And I will 
Come Christmas after my election, I promise no one's going to have to social distance. No one's going to have to wear masks. We're all going to be happy again. And here we are right at that time that Joe Biden promised. And not only are we facing more lockdowns, which science says does not work, not only are we facing more rising cases at the same time that the government says that the tests that we use to test cases aren't trustworthy enough and shouldn't be given emergency use authorization. Right? I mean, where is the media? Like, if the media was honest, this would, I mean, Joe Biden would have had half a dozen of these by now, but this would be a no read my lips, no new taxes moment for Joe Biden, right? If he was honest, this would be that moment. Ms. Bruce, go ahead and put up image number one. Image number one. This is a complete lie. We're eight months into this pandemic, Biden wrote, or one of his handlers wrote on Twitter on October 15th, 2020. We are eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus under control. I do. October 15th, 2020, right before the election. This was his whole plan. His whole campaign revolved around him having a, a plan. That was his whole campaign. And one year into the term, he admits it was complete crap all along. And he says, oh, no, but still vote for me. Vote for Democrats. Now, now you're understanding why Joe Biden, according to the latest polls, has a 36% approval rating. Think about that. A 36% approval rating. I don't know if it's possible to go lower. We can go, we can go on, up my, on my screen, Ms. Brewster. Put up my screen. This is the poll I'm talking about. Biden's job approval number crashes to 36%. A civics poll, 55% disapprove of Joe Biden's job performance. Only 36% approve. 29% of white individuals approve of Biden's performance. 64% disapprove. This is the number I think they have backwards, the Hispanic and Latino voters. Other polls we've seen show him underwater with Latinos. So I, I think that that's a little off. It probably would be lower. Can it get below 36%? I mean, it, sh it should. Let's be honest, if if everyone actually understood what was going on, he would have probably a 0% approval rate. Now, I, actually, I don't think that's possible. I think there's too many idiots in the country. There would always be someone who said he did a good job. But can we get below 36%? I don't know if it's possible. It's like what Mitt Romney said, right? That you're, you're what was the 48%, 41%? What was the number Mitt Romney said? Ms. Brewster, do you remember? I do not actually. I think it was like in the 40s. Yeah, it was like uh, 48%, 47%. We said there's always there's 47% of the country that pays no income tax and therefore the GOP's messaging on income tax will never resonate with them. There's always going to be that one third of the country. That one third of the country who is just delusional. I mean, I don't know if we can get a poll below 36%. And Wolf is saying that's what we said when it was at 40. Yeah, I know. It just keeps going lower. And I don't know why I keep saying it because I keep getting surprised by the new numbers. <sighs> is it possible for liberals, not just people who identify Democrats, not independents who lean left, like liberals, is it possible for them to see the light? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like Donald Trump. Donald Trump had a floor. He had a floor in polling where he could not dip below it because he just had core support. I don't think, I, I think 30, 30% is probably the floor for Joe Biden. I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's below 30, I will celebrate, right? And I think it should be below 30, but I don't know. I, I, there's always going to be the couple percent of Republicans who are idiots who support him, right? So right there. And there's a lot of people not that just don't follow. Like, you know, if you look yeah. at the percent of people that vote versus not vote, like, they'll just say what they hear on the news for 10 seconds, you know? Yeah. If we're not at the floor, we're close. 
we're really close. It, it's like uh, we're approaching the limit. We are approaching the limit. So as I started out this podcast and mentioning, I am wearing my Hawaiian shirt because Joe Biden's now on vacation. And we played the clip of Joe Biden saying there's no federal solution, admitting there's no federal solution to defeating COVID-19. He went on vacation immediately afterwards. And I want to play this clip because this is Joe Biden during a debate accusing Donald Trump of going on vacation instead of fighting COVID-19. Mr. Producer, let's uh, play cut number eight. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. It's his ineptitude that caused the, virus, caused the country to have to shut down in large part. Why businesses have gone under, why schools are closed, why so many people have lost their living, and why they're concerned. Those other concerns are real. That's why he should have been, instead of in a sand trap at his golf course, he should have been negotiating with Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats and Republicans about what to do about the acts they were passing for billions of dollars to make sure people had the capacity. So there's lots of levels to this. And this is a this is a focus group tested. They've brought in the consultants to come up with the zingers. He used that line because Donald Trump is always defensive about how he golfs. And you you, you say that enough, eventually Donald Trump is going to say, I don't spend time in the sand traps, right? I, I, I never hit the sand traps. And try and trap him into admitting that he was golfing. But that was, again, that was Joe Biden's campaign promise he's gonna he's gonna not vacation donald trump was vacationing too much and he's instead gonna fix the virus and he has a plan don't worry if only donald trump had implemented his plan we would all be better off (sighs) now there's no plan and listen i am not i i believe that presidents like everyone deserve vacations i don't think that joe biden has worked hard enough to deserve one but the presidency it's a hard job it's a stressful job there's a reason that people walk into the job and four to eight years later, they look like death. They look like they've aged 20 years. It's a very stressful job. The only one who didn't look like he aged significantly was Donald Trump. Everyone looks like, like they could be their own parents by the time they leave the white house. The presidency is a tough job and they deserve to have vacations. They, they deserve it. Right. But Joe Biden's life is a vacation. You look at the presidential calendar, it is as empty as it gets most days. They call lid before noon sometimes, right? He goes weeks without taking questions from the press. I think he sat down for something like 20-something interviews this year total. Donald Trump did dozens more in his first year in office. He has not... Earned a vacation, and that's the thing with Congress too. Like, like, like any job, Congress members of Congress deserve to spend time with their families. They deserve to go back home and actually live in their district that they claim to represent. That's fine, but when you look at the calendar and you see that they are taking three months off in in a year, ah, come on, you haven't earned it. If they earn their vacation, I will be the first to say, go enjoy your time at whatever beach or island you're going to. But they haven't earned it. Joe Biden has not earned a trip to Delaware. He hasn't. After he he spent so much time criticizing Donald Trump for golfing. It's interesting the left accused Donald Trump of being fat, fat shaming him. But they also then criticized him for exercising. It's funny how that works, isn't it? No, Joe Biden hasn't hasn't earned this. And th- there's a certain bit of truth to the the idea that wherever the president goes, the White House can come with him. The infrastructure, the communications infrastructure goes with him. He can run the country technically from anywhere. It's just easier from the White House. But to go on vacation, to literally go on camera and say, I there's no federal solution. Everything I said is just BS. It's up to you, states, up to you, state governors, and then just immediately go on vacation. Here is the clip of Joe Biden walking onto the helicopter, Marine One. Let's play cut number nine, Mr. Producer. There he goes. Joe Biden, I have a plan. JK, don't have a plan, can't have a plan. 
Uh, salute the salute the troop. Yeah, good job, Joe. Good job. You did it. You did it. Mission accomplished. We go ahead and cut that. Remember, it was back in when was it? July that Joe Biden declared independence from the virus. I think it was July that he declared independence from the virus. Um, he said, we beat it. It's done. No more. Yeah, it was like July, mid-July. Yeah, where, where's the media coverage? I mean, remember George Bush, mission accomplished? Even though technically that was correct, the actual military operations against the um, Iraqi military had ended, right? The Iraqi military had been defeated. Even though that was technically correct, they killed him for it. How can you declare mission accomplished when we're stuck there for decades longer? That became a rallying cry against Joe Biden. It, it, it became um, his no new taxes kind of moment, right? Where is the media coverage for Joe Biden? Where are the media cycles accusing him of being responsible for all these deaths? That was all we heard about Trump. Trump was responsible for every single death, even if someone was terminally ill with with cancer all over their body, died and then tested positive for COVID. They blamed it on Trump. It's Trump's fault. Where is that coverage? Oh, you won't get it because the media doesn't actually report facts. They don't even report opinions. They report Democrat Party talking points. Now, some of that is buckling. I have started to see more and more people on CNN and MSNBC, more commentators taking Joe Biden to task, especially on the issues like testing. Like, how can you claim that you're going to fix it and that Donald Trump should have had more testing and then not do it yourself? There are going to be some people who just can't, can't do the lies anymore. They can't lie. They can't, they can't bullshit the American people anymore. But by and large, by and large, they're going to continue to carry water for Joe Biden and the Democrats. Here's an interesting bit. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this is the Cleveland Clinic. The Cleveland Clinic has announced that they will now allow COVID-positive symptomatic caregivers to start working again five days after they test positive. What? The CDC has announced that if you are unvaccinated and if you are vaccinated but lack the booster, you must quarantine now on any exposure. But if you got your booster and you were exposed, you can just go about your day. They've, they're already doing it. They are, they are moving the goalposts again for what constitutes being fully vaccinated. So that, that way they can run with the headline. We've shortened the isolation period. But just kidding. If you are vaccinated, two Pfizer, Moderna doses, one J&J dose, it's like you might as well not be vaccinated. You still have to go hide indoors if you're in the same room as someone who tests positive. But if you're unvaccinated, go for it. Go about your life. Even though we know in many of these hospitals, as many as three in four COVID patients are vaccinated. And this is where it gets, this is where it gets weird. Hospitalizations used to be the metric. I mean, what we said, what I said from the very beginning, cases, the testing, you can't trust it, right? The deaths, they're inflated. As we've covered on the show, We've learned a lot of the, the, the messed up numbers from Florida because they have that sunshine law. There have been people who have been struck by lightning while replacing a roof on a house, and they have been considered a COVID death, even though they died from being struck by lightning. There's a guy who shot himself in the head, suicide, COVID death. A guy who fell off a ladder, COVID death. Uh, uh, 80-year-old man broke his hip, COVID death. So you can't trust the deaths. Because they've added so much. Remember that case? It was where it was in Utah. It was in an Indian country in Utah where a man had like a, a super high blood alcohol level. He, he was so he he died of alcohol poisoning. His blood was so pumped full of alcohol. If you drank it, you would get drunk. And they said, "Oh no, COVID killed him." Even though he he literally had like a 
like 10 times the legal limit. Something, it was something crazy like that. So we can't trust the deaths and we can't trust the cases because there's false positives. So the number that has always been the go-to has been hospitalizations. Hospitalizations. Because listen, if you are sick, if you are sick, um, then yeah, if you're really sick and you need to be hospitalized, then that would be a good metric. In Vermont, the hospitals are being shut down. They're grinding to a halt because vaccinated, asymptomatic people get their home tests, it tests positive, and then they run to the hospital. So the, the home tests are not nowhere near, they're not reliable. It's, it's coin flip odds, it might as well be. So all these people are getting these home tests. They're testing positive. They don't have a single symptom whatsoever, and they're running to the hospital and demanding to be admitted. So hospitalizations can't be the metric either anymore because they're admitting everyone. And now part of that is that hospitals get a little bit of that, little bit of that Joe Biden money if they treat someone who is COVID positive. COVID cases give the hospital money. So if you go in, with no symptoms and the hospital admits you by saying, oh, well, you are an at-risk, you're a part of an at-risk group. So therefore we're just gonna put you in for observation. They get some of that HHS money. So you can't trust hospitalizations anymore. So what is the number? What's the metric? Is it even worth keeping track of a metric? I mean, this is this Omicron variant more people are dying from the influenza than are dying from Omicron right now. It is exactly what we wanted to see from COVID-19. We wanted to see a mutation to a more virulent but significantly less lethal variant because it'll burn itself out. I mean, th th this is more than we could have hoped for. If it had, if it had evolved and, and mutated the other way, all of a sudden, oh, no, yeah, you get this, and it's a, it kills you automatically. That would be terrible. So is it even worth measuring? And that's what you're seeing from a lot of these so-called health experts. There's some of them that are being honest, saying, hey, these numbers don't make sense anymore. There's too many external variables to possibly have an apples-to-apples -apples comparison to where we were last year. I don't know. It's just the, the whole house of cards is coming crumbling down. And Kamala Harris is also in the middle of all this because she made just as many promises that she was going to shut down the virus. She was going to shut down the virus with, with old Joe. Now she says COVID-19 is no one's fault. It's not the Chinese, not their fault. It's not the Wuhan Institute of Virology, not their fault. She's not even blaming Donald Trump anymore. She's saying it's no one's fault. Last year, it was Donald Trump's fault. Now it's no one's fault. Why? Because going by last year's logic, it would be her fault. It would be Joe Biden's fault. So now she's saying, oh, no, it's no one's fault. No one's fault. It just happens. Nothing we can do. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number 10. It is no one's fault that, that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. I would not blame it on anyone in that way. She would not blame it on anyone that way after she spent a year blaming it on Trump in that way. Also interesting bit from yesterday, Mr. Bruce, to put up my screen. Kamala Harris celebrated Kwanzaa yesterday. Kwanzaa, a made-up holiday. I mean, I guess all holidays are made up. But Kwanzaa is especially made up. And she recounted fake memories of Kwanzaa talking about the so-called seven principles. She said, when I was growing up, Kwanzaa was a special time. I've never heard anyone say that in my life. I have never heard anyone say that Kwanzaa is a special time. I digress. She said, when I was growing up, Kwanzaa was a special time. Friends and family members would fill our home. We would listen to the elders tell stories and watch them light candles on the Kinara. During dinner, we would discuss the seven principles. My favorite principle is the second. Oh, geez. 
Kujichagulia, self-determination. This principle is about having the power to design your own life and determine your own future. It's a deeply American principle. From our family to yours, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa was invented in 1966 by an activist, Milana Karenga. It is made up. It is, it is not real. <laughs> I guess all, all holidays are technically made up. Do you remember when she was on, uh, I think it was The Breakfast Club, and they asked her the first time she smoked weed, and she said she yeah. was listening to a song that wasn't even yep. made at that time? <laughs> yeah. 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 So she, Kamala Harris was born in 1964. What she is claiming is that her family was one of the earliest adopters of this brand new activist African-American holiday. Karenga... The guy, uh, Milana Karenga, said that his goal in creating Kwanzaa was to give, quote, give blacks an alternative to the existing holiday of Christmas and give blacks an opportunity to celebrate themselves and their history rather than simply imitate the practice of the dominant society. It was born out of the black power movement in the 1960s and 70s. So I'm curious. I'm going to look this up. I wonder how many, how many Americans celebrate kwanzaa in 1970 let's just see 70. uh celebrate i can't think it's that many i mean i can't think that there's a there were a lot of people i mean in the early days of kwanzaa they said maybe tens of thousands of people celebrated it i mean this is one of those things maybe maybe she was <laughs> one of the few to light the kinara and and to tell stories of of non-existent kwanzaa's past i don't know but uh she's claiming that she is a believer of kwanzaa and the kuji chakulia kuji chakulia i probably mispronounced that I probably mispronounced that completely. The guy who came up with it was an anti-capitalist. He was a Marxist. You know what's really sad? Um, let's see if I can find it. I believe the Young Republicans, the national organization, put out a happy Kwanzaa tweet yesterday. Yeah, now here's one from, oh, that's from last year. Yeah, no, they put out a happy, the Republican Party Young Republicans, college Republicans, put out a happy Kwanzaa message. It's just so dumb. It is. But we are, I digress from the topic of the hour, Joe Biden admitting that he cannot solve COVID-19. He cannot solve it. And again, the overarching question, if Joe Biden says there is no federal response to COVID-19, there's no federal solution, why does Anthony Fauci still have a job? We will get to that on the other side of this quick, quick commercial break. But before we do, I have to remind you this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars is a proud American company that imports, using imported tobacco to, to make great cigars, but they're all historically themed. That's what I love about this. Cigar companies, they're a dime a dozen. But you're not going to find any other company that when you open the cigar box, you have maps of Revolutionary War battles where each cigar is named after a different historical figure. We love Liberty Cigars, so head over to LibertyCigars.com, and when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, they're going to give you a free cigar on top of all order orders over $76. It's a no-brainer. Again, that's LibertyCigars.com, and use promo code CD21. This podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. Listen, Mike Lindell, the great people at MyPillow, they need our help. They really do. He has been canceled. His, his product is no longer on store shelves. I bought my MyPillows originally from Costco. They're great. Can't find them in stores. The only way you can get them is by going to MyPillow.com. And here is the deal. When you go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21. Because when you do, you're going to get up to 66% off your order. It is the best promo code that they have available. 
It is just as good as any of the promo codes you see on television, except when you use this code, you help us because we do get a small commission. It doesn't make your product any more expensive. It's actually cheaper than anywhere else, but we do get a small commission on the order. Helps us keep the lights on, helps us grow the show and expand. So please, if you are going to be stocking up on pillows, head over to mypillow.com and use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. So yeah, the question, if Joe Biden admits that there is no federal solution to COVID-19, why does Anthony Fauci have a job? Why does he have a job? Why is he still being booked on these shows? Well, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to be able to impose new tyrannical mandates and restrictions on the people while simultaneously saying that it's not their fault if their tyrannical mandates and restrictions don't move the needle. They want to have their cake and eat it too. But just so we can see where we came from, just like Joe Biden a year ago promised that we'd have rainbows and unicorns and butterflies and everyone would be fine, no social distancing, no masks. Fauci a year ago promised there would be no mandates because it would erode people's freedoms. Mr. Producer, let's play this cut, cut number 11. There's no secret that I feel that we should not have central mandates from the federal government. I don't see it on a national level, merely because of all the situations you have upon encroaching upon a person's freedom to make their own choice. But we don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. Definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. I'd be pretty surprised if you mandated it for any element of the general public. That has not happened ever, to my knowledge, at a national level. You're not going to see a central mandate coming from the federal government. That's not going to be, I believe, a centrally mandated process. You can mandate things, but we, we tend not to want to do that centrally. If you let the local institutions like hospitals make the decision, usually that's better than a central federally mandated system. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. It is extremely unlikely that you're gonna get a central federal mandate for vaccines. I mean, I, I cannot see that that's in the cards. It's not, I believe, gonna come centrally. I don't think that that would happen, Randy, because it is very, you know, the way our government runs, that we generally don't like to demand that a state does something. And, you know, the nature of our government, our society is a federalist. Most of the time you leave a degree of independence and decision making to the state and local authorities. So I don't think that that would occur. But it's not going to be mandated from the federal government. But for the general population, you can't. I doubt very seriously if it will be a central federally government mandated vaccination. You know, I don't think we've ever had uh, a situation where you mandate it for the general population. <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. On Rumble in the comment section, Tamari says, Max, Omicron variant is more transmissible, but less uh, virulent, less fatal. This is the natural progression of viruses. Um, this is true. This is true. The, the difference, though, why we don't necessarily know where COVID-19 will go is there is still it's still likely that COVID-19 is man-made. Right. So with a man-made virus, whether it is naturally occurring, that they collect it from the bats and brought to the Wuhan lab or they play God with gain of function research and created the virus. Um, if that is the case, which it looks like it is. We don't know how the virus will mutate because it was, we've never had a situation where a man-made virus has gotten out like this. But you're right. Typically, viruses become less lethal over time um, and more transmissible. The, the idea being that if a virus wants to survive, it doesn't want to kill the host, which is why as, as terrible as Ebola is, Ebola is hard to spread far and wide because the symptoms are just so very obvious and it kills the host very, very quickly. It can spread in places where there, there's not a lot of hygiene, where there's bad rituals related to the burial, right? That, that can happen, but it's, it's hard for Ebola to just jump country to country, country all over the world. Because if someone has Ebola and tries to get on a plane, it, it, they tend to be, you tend to notice that. You tend to notice that, but you're absolutely right. Typically, 
viruses become less lethal and more um, transmissible. That is true. So that was Anthony Fauci, um, <laughs> apparently, for an entire year. My goodness, so many cuts there, saying that the government would never, should never mandate the vaccine. If we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, the new bit from Anthony Fauci is that the U.S. should consider a vaccine mandate for domestic travel, but he doesn't expect it for now, but it should happen. Specifically, the quote that he said was that he would support domestic air travel vaccine mandates. He would support anything that would encourage more people to get vaccinated. That is a far cry from what we just heard from Fauci, saying that vaccine mandates for the general public do not work and they would they would erode liberty and freedoms and they're a bad idea. No, that was a lie. <laughs> He's actually been a tyrant all, the, all along. Who would have thought? Who could have known other than everyone who's ever studied Anthony Fauci? Here's Fauci on television, basically throwing some shade at Joe Biden, admitting that the testing shortage we see in this country shouldn't be happening. Mr. Producer, let's play cut 12 already are in a situation where, quite frankly, we don't have enough tests at this particular point in time to get everybody uniformly have the availability of testing. That what, will change what considerably do? as we get into January. Well, right yeah. now, what, I mean, if you, you can't just find keep test, trying. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, Jim, you can't do the impossible. If you can't find it, you can't right. find it. You just keep trying and doing your best. But I guess the point is, is that, you know, here we are, you know, we're almost, uh, we've almost lapped a year two. Should it be that way? No, it shouldn't, Jim, but it is. So we have to deal with it. <laughs> it shouldn't be this way, but it is. We just got to deal with it. My goodness, where was that? Where was that thinking when Donald Trump was in office? Oh, it is what it is. We just have to deal with it. No, Fauci was on television every day criticizing Trump and blaming Trump for a lack of testing. This is the crazy thing, though. We played the clip of Joe Biden saying no one could have known Omicron was coming. Mr. Producer, do you do you remember what Anthony Fauci's job is? I know he's not doing it. <laughs> that is that is a good save. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, Anthony Fauci's job, other than being the head of NIAID, his job is chief medical advisor to the president. So when Joe Biden says no one could have seen Omicron coming, no one told me Omicron was coming, that is passing the buck to Anthony Fauci because Fauci is the one who is supposed to tell Joe Biden when things are coming. So for Fauci to go on television and say, yeah, lack of testing, it is what it is. We just have to deal with it. Fauci should have been the one to recommend testing. Now, it seems weird to pick this apart because the tests are bullshit. But this is, the, this is a problem of their own making. They have, they have categorized a successful presidency as one that can foresee potential pandemics and is adequately prepared to deal with them. Anything short of that is a failure. That is not, that, those aren't my words. That's paraphrasing Joe Biden's entire 2020 campaign messaging. When you have someone like Anthony Fauci in this position where he's supposed to be making these decisions, and they don't get made, oh, it just is what it is. It is what it is. Mr. Producer, I want to take down my screen. This is the last bit from Fauci. After, after doing everything he could to cancel Thanksgiving, after doing everything he could to cancel Christmas, Anthony Fauci is now trying to cancel New Year's, saying that if you do, know, if you do not know who is at your New Year's party, and you cannot verify if they are vaccinated, you should not go to the New Year's party. Mr. Producer, let's play cut 13. Look forward, you have advised people to stay away from large gatherings this New Year's. So how do you define large and what is a safe way to gather? Yeah, there's no magic number, Kristen, but when you're dealing with a family gathering in a home where you and the people that are there are vaccinated and boosted. Although nothing is 100% risk-free, that's a relatively risk-free situation. What I was saying we should avoid 
is a New Year's Eve celebration where you have 30 or 40 people and you don't know the vaccine status of many of the people. That's something you really want to stay away from. This lunacy is what gets us this. If we put up my screen, this is a screenshot from a TikTok uh, showing what one family did to a COVID positive family member. I don't know when this became a thing. They put her in a tent, a glorified tent, a plastic tent with zippers on it. And that is how she spent Christmas in a, uh, well, if this was Anchorman, stuck in a glass case of emotion. Put her in a tent. In New York City, in New York City, they will ring in the new year, but they're requiring that everyone, everyone attending the New Year's Eve celebration, here, let's, let's go ahead and read it. Everyone attending will have to be fully vaccinated and outside will have to wear masks. So they must be fully vaccinated and they must wear a mask the entire time. Now, I don't know what the weather's going to be like in New York City. Um, the few times I've spent a lot of time around New Year's in New York City, I have covered my face, not for to stop the spread of the virus, but so that I don't freeze my face off. So I, I probably would have covered my face with the scarf anyway, but there's no science to support this whatsoever. There's no science to support the idea that in order to gather outside, you must be vaccinated and wear a mask. It just isn't true. And yet that's what they're doing. It's the idiots like Fauci who are who are leading this. So I, I still don't understand how we can get, how we can have Joe Biden saying there's no federal solution and simultaneously have Anthony Fauci make these tyrannical recommendations. If there's no federal solution, then every federal mandate should be shut down. I mean, it, 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 they are admitting that it is ineffective. As we've talked about, uh, as we've talked about this, when, you, when you're dealing with really fun, fundamental foundational rights, your civil rights, in order for the government to violate them, they have to, their regulations, laws have to survive the process in the courts known as strict scrutiny, which the idea is that if you're going to violate someone's rights through government action, it has to be for an uh, articulable good, right, public good, and it has to be done in the least restrictive way possible. For the government to say that there is no way for Joe Biden to say there's no way the federal government can stop the virus, should toss out every single mandate. It won't, but it should. I mean, during Trump, they went through his Twitter and used tweets to reverse executive orders. Why can't you use this to reverse the mandates? How can the government claim to have emergency powers to force Americans to inject something into their body when the president of the United States is admitting that he is powerless to stop the virus? It's one of those, one of those real puzzling phenomenon. Obviously, we know it's all BS, but I still, nonetheless, I'm still constantly shocked by the level of hypocrisy that we see from Democrats. But in order to continue talking about this, we will have to wait for another episode because we are out of time. That's it for this episode of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. Over the next couple of days, we are going to be sp splitting up Joe Biden's first term and talking about his failures and his tyranny. Just a recap. Obviously, we're going into New Year. Let's spend the next few days recapping how terrible of a president Joe Biden has been this first year. So tonight, barring some other breaking news, we're going to cover the first quarter of the first year. So January, February, March. And then the next couple of days, we'll keep covering that. So make sure you stay tuned. You're going to want to watch this, going to want to listen. And uh, other than watching us live, the best way to make sure you can continue to get these episodes is to subscribe to the audio edition. Very, very important. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So tune in for that. And if you need a little reminder, if you're one of those Facebook refugees who doesn't get the notification anymore, you can text the word freedom. 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. You'll get a notification telling you what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can watch. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.